Hello. Welcome to the Starship Atlas Morning News. I'm your morning news host, Ensign Ingrid Leffler. Let's get started. Today is day 74 of mission Alpha-40-LEO-5. After six days of traveling from our first port of call, Magellan Station, we have arrived at our second port of call, Cantaros 9. For those of you who have stopped reading the port of call briefings, which quite frankly is totally understandable because they are rather dull, Cantaros 9 is the last port of call at the far edge of the Beta Centauri system. After that, our next port of call will be the city planet of Darab about 3.32 light years away in the Lyrae system. From Cantaris 9 to Dereb, it will be a 68-day journey. We will discuss this later in this episode about what you can do to prepare for the long haul ahead. Lieutenant Commander Kemp Throne and the survivors of the Darnelia attack have physically recovered and have been relieved of duty. They will be disembarking here at Cantaris 9. They thank you for their well wishes and we thank them for their service. An unusual scheduling moment, there are an additional two Europa Union starships also docked at Cantaris 9 going to be a party. Starship Perseus and the Starship Apollo have docked. Cynthia has also clocked the odds of these three starships in one port of call as being 1 to 3.4 million. Now the Starship Apollo is a ZB-39 class starship. Their mission is primarily focused on providing military and or humanitarian aid to the far reaches of the European Union. According to the Starship Apollo's logbook, their mission orders were changed a few weeks ago and they are currently en route back towards the star station Dalius. The crew will disembark and be reassigned while the Apollo undergoes complete renovation. My sources aboard the Apollo say that the last stop at Mugmillion was a rather difficult one as Polonius bees got loose aboard the ship after an airlock was left unlocked. Yikes. Now the other starship docked at Cantaris 9 is the starship Perseus. You might remember them because, well, they're really fancy. The Perseus is a small Ziva-class starship utilized for diplomatic transportation and discreet missions. Very secret at times. As far as starships go, the Perseus is considered to be a luxury ship with high-end interior furnishings and state-of-the-art entertainment centers. According to my sources. Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown has been spotted in the galley on board the Perseus. The rumor has it that the bus boy caught her trying to take one of the Aztec cooking ranges that can cook souffles in zero G's. More on that story is. Well, forget it. I want to eat well. Moving on! My friend from the Astro Academy, Lieutenant Sheila Rhodes, is currently on board the Perseus. Not the same source. I had an opportunity to go visit her yesterday, and as all I can say is that they have a spot. For diplomatic purposes, of course. And that Larvian mud wrap is mind-blowing. Like, seriously mind-blowing. Like, kaboosh. If you have any juice, if you have any chance or excuse or juice to head over to the Perseus, definitely check it out. Kaboosh. Moving on. Starship Perseus is heading back towards Dereb for an upcoming environmental policy convention. They have asked to tag along with the Starship Atlas. Well, for practical reasons. They are concerned that they aren't strong enough to get through the asteroid fields that are the hallmark of the outer rim of the Beta Centauri system. Which is fair. They're tiny. And we are not. 
The captains of the Perseus and our Alice are currently with the senior staff in the captain's conference room, and they're reviewing the initial navigation reports. Our navigation teams believe that the asteroid field should be relatively easy to pass through. Initial weather reports have indicated that the asteroids in the outer rim are not in any currents, so they shouldn't move very quickly. But we know that space weather is finicky at best. So to be on the safe side, the captains have ordered their engineering teams to run maintenance checks and drills on the front-facing cannons of the Atlas. Because if we can't navigate through these asteroids, we will have to blast through them. Which is partially why the Perseus wants to come with us, because they don't have as big or as strong of cannons. Because they're diplomatic transport. And that's just not diplomatic. Just kidding. Well, not really, but Chief Engineer Taylor Greaves is currently working to see if they can temporarily amplify the cannons on both ships in case the ships are separated in the field. We'll keep you updated on any news or changing weather reports. In news from around the ship, our head of the Trade Center, Cynthia, reports that we have received additional vendors from Kintaris 9 who will be traveling with us to Dureb. This actually fills us up to 87% capacity, which is pretty good. And as an added bonus, one of the vendors includes Drumroll, please. A cupboard popcorn seller? <laughs> Our all-time favorite vendor has been given one of the larger booths in the Trade Center, as they should. And they have brought multiple Calvarian popcorn trees that they will tend and harvest popcorn from throughout the journey. The vendor, Miss Gibblex, is immigrating to one of the seven moons circulating directly. They are planning on opening a Calvarian popcorn farm and eventually will franchise it in every neighborhood in the city planet of Dereb. Very jealous, what great news to Reb. And as we all can agree, the presence of Calbarian popcorn will make this next leg so much better. All right, moving on. In our next segment, we've pulled our crew members who have made the journey from Cantaros 9 through the rings of the Beta Centauri system to Dereb. Here are the six best pieces of advice to help you prepare for the journey. One, turbulence is brutal and never ceases get as much sleep as possible. Two, if you ever get queasy, ever, stock up on anti-nausea medication. Preferably there's patches, because taking pills is really hard to do in turbulence. Three, turbulence gets boring. Fill up your wrist portal with as much content as you can to keep you entertained. Chief Engineer Greaves recommends the Starfish Starlight Opera from Donna Four. Four, ice cream is the best cure for turbulence. Specifically, Mr. Biona's Cherry Garcia from Bartorrent's 7. Chief Head Chef Brown has made it a point to stock up our freezers with 132 cartons. 5. Fun fact. Showers shut off when there's too much turbulence. Buy perfume and sprays from Martin's Pharmaceutical Shop on Cantaris 9. Chief of Communications insists upon... 6. Call your parents! Not every ship makes it intact through the rings of Beta Centauri. Holo call your moms, your dads, your friends, or your lizards before we leave. If you have any other pieces of advice that you want to share, please feel free to send it over to our junior producer, Julie Orleans. This just in, Captain Atwood has announced that tonight will be the junior crew banquet. More on this story as it develops. In not breaking news, we have received a report from our chief head chef, Elizabeth Brown. I will read it now. To quote, we are actively preparing our pantry and storage facilities for our long space flight. To avoid rationing, we will be only offering one main option with no alterations for each meal. We will be offering alternative dishes for specific diets. We are preparing for tonight's junior crew banquet, which will mark our last multi-option meal before our journey. Dishes will include the following. Heffalump pot pies, 
minery fish, shrimp, olive encrusted halitaxine, limpus infused with lemon herb sauce, shrimp, bitter beetle brushed brixtons, blended beaver butts, shrimp, lettuce wraps with Taras heart filling, and shrimp. The specials for the lunch meal in the dining room include the following. Brazinius bone soup in a bread bowl. Because before one gorges like a Brazinius pig, a thin broth to stretch the stomach is needed. End quote. Thank you for your update, Chief Head Chef Brown. We interrupt the segment with breaking news. Vendors by the Trade Center were reporting their goods are being moved when they turn their backs or blink their eyes. When they turn their backs or blink their eyes. So far, the goods are being moved in more organized patterns and formation. Security has been called in and tapes are being reviewed. Lieutenant Sanders, as you know, biologist, believes that we may be dealing with an entity that is transparent where it is not on this plane of existence, but is in a plane pressed up against our plane, like two slices of cheese with mayo in between. We're on the story as it develops. Turning now to our segment, On Deck with Katie Lamora, the only place that lets you know the real stories behind the rumors and the gossip of the crew. Katie is still recovering from her almost amputation of her dorsal fin. Katie, the ever consummate professional, has left me her report with a strict note that I am to re- recreate it as close as she would. So, <clears throat> here we go. <sighs> According to Ensign Moto, my faboosh roommate, I now have a super sexy scar. Okay, so the Junior Crew Banquet, tonight, you are in luck. All of the hot news today is about the Junior Crew Banquet tonight. The Junior Crew of the Atnas are a Twitter, a Twitter. They are a tweetin' and a twitterin', as the Chief of Hospitality has officially invited the Junior Crew of the Perseus and Apollo to join our banquet! <gasps> this generous gesture means that the options for single ladies, single men, and single non-binary beings have just tripled making the evening much more fun, much more entertaining, and much more engaging. The captain of the Perseus has reciprocated this kindness by offering their luxurious diplomatic banquet hall. The captain of the Apollo has offered to cover the alcohol and mind-altering beverages from their personal stores. Their last stop, before Kentaros 9, was the wine valleys of the Red Moon of Kentaros 7. Oh, it's gonna be good! Alright, now time for some hot goss. That's hot gossip for those of you not linguistically inclined. So, the rumor Brit Mill is a blaze, a buzz, a blaze, with who's wearing what, but what we all care about is who's going with whom. More plus ones should be registered, so to help you shine nerds out, here are the plus ones we know so far. 1. Lieutenant Turner and Anson Trouble. 2. There's no 2. That's lame. More plus ones should be registered by now. This is very sad, guys. So to help you shiners out, we've got a plus one chart posted in the mess hall. So once you've asked your plus one, put your names up there. No one gets embarrassed. It's easy peasy. Now, for our blind gossip. As I like to say, it's only blind because it ain't kind. Which lieutenant commander is upset that their significant other is going to the junior crew banquet with a plus one that isn't them? Sources say that this plus one will soon be a minus one. Which chief was, seeing, was seen screaming at her junior staff about the waste of time in the banquet and how it's too early to celebrate their existence as corporeal beings when they haven't even hatched yet? I have no idea. 
which Lieutenant Commander was seen late last night leaving another Lieutenant Commander's quarters. Which is the latter and the former both have significant others. But the former isn't a polyamorous relationship and the latter's definitely not. What will the latter's partner, an up-and-coming novelist, have to say or write about this? Hmm. Which ensign threatened another ensign on the galley of Tech 14 when the ensign from the latter showed off her dress to the former? The former told her that she picked the same dress, but the latter told off the former, and, and because I quote, I look better in mauve than you, your scale tone looks washed out next to mauve. End quote. Savage. Savage. Alright, folks, one last tidbit before I leave for my rehabilitation appointment at the therapy pools on deck 7 which Chief Kitty was seeing being hit on by Chief Hottie from another ship. To give you a hint, think mint. End quote. End segment. Okay, well, thank you, Katie. <laughs> Good luck with your dorsal fin rehab and recovery. We look forward to your upcoming show, On Deck with Kitty Lamora. By popular demand, it will be filmed live in the trade station starting next week. Stay tuned. Continuing with updates from our earlier breaking news. The four vendors from Exurbic 6, a nice, small nitrogen-rich planet where the inhabitants are all able to see 15 minutes into the future when they breathe nitrogen instead of oxygen, have all reported that they are having gaps in their visions. They say that they see the final reorganized product, but they can't see the organization or its organizer in action. Lieutenant Benson and Lieutenant Cooper from Engineering have determined that the oxygen levels in the Trade Center have increased to an unsafe level for Exurbic 6 they figured this out after the Zerbixixians all felt dizzy and then passed out. When oxygen returned to normal levels, or whatever's normal for them, the Zerbixix vendors regained their equilibrium. Seems our mystery has been solved, I think. I don't quite understand the O2 and nitrogen readouts that were provided by our lieutenants as an explanation. I've asked Lieutenant Benson and Lieutenant Cooper to provide their findings to everyone's risk portals. They'll be uploaded shortly and you can read them for yourselves. Alright folks, I don't really have any more news for this morning, but we will pick up the show this evening at this junior crew banquet over on the Starship Pegasus. See you there! It's that time folks! The Junior Crew Banquet has begun on our sister ship, the Starship Pegasus. We are here, live, now, in the ballroom of the Starship Pegasus. For those of you unable to be here, let me paint a word picture for you. The wall of the ballroom is made up of windows overlooking the vastness of space, providing an element of majestic wonder and soft contemplation of the fragility of our existence. That soft contemplation can be remedied at the other end of the ballroom where a wall-length bar fully stocked and is with a specially crafted cocktails designed by the head mixologist of the Pegasus await you. At the north end of the room are floating tables where you can catch a chair and be delivered to a beautiful banquet of floating and rotating dishes, all especially prepared by the Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown. Oh, there she is. Give a wave. Hi, Chief Head Chef. 
For those of you who are interested in sartorial news, our very own chief head chef is wearing a beautiful satin bias cut black gown with tiny beads sewed into the waist and cuffs. It's very regal. Oh, and we've installed a special force field. So if you happen to drop a piece of food or a drink, it won't fall on those dancing below. It'll just sizzle a little bit, so it's gonna smell, you know, like burnt food. In addition to the absolutely delicious feast prepared by our beloved Chief Head Chef Brown and her team, the Chief Sommelier of the Pegasus has provided a tasting booth where one can try flights of different types of rare alcohols. Oh, for those of you sartorial who cares about his sartorial splendor, he's wearing a maroon cape that is reserved for those who pass the Sommelier Master's exam. It's got scales on it made from the discarded remnants of grapes. For those of you who are bold and carefree and don't have duty tomorrow morning, I would highly suggest trying the mind-altering hypnogen of the Roar Valley. It's delicious and fruity. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Very delicious. For those of you who are Calvary popcorn addicts, our vendor, Mix Giblix, has pr kindly provided free samples for each attendee for dessert. Thanks, Miss Giblix. In sartorial news, it seems like capes are very in this year. For those beings who have tentacles, capes are a great way to be hands-free, so to speak. I myself went with a capelet that's a dusty pink satin to complement my maroon twisted scale gown. I had been informed that slightly before I arrived, the captain of the Alice and the captain of the Pegasus gave speeches thanking the junior crew members for their hard work over the past parts of the journey and the hard work of the future parts of their respective missions. Everyone has also given a huge round of applause to Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown for making such a special banquet. There is a reason that Captain Atwood begged Chief Head Chef to join the Atlas and leave the President's Kitchen where she was a sous chef. Chef is a genius. Okay, quickly moving away and on to the next update. The chief engineers for both the Pegasus and the Atlas have informed me that we've started to experience small power failures causing the floating tables to drop slightly. The most recent drop was large enough that a small dish landed on an ensign's head, causing no concussion but a nice goose egg bruise. Chief Engineer Taylor Greaves has informed me that this drop in power was predicted, but not expected as an outcome of the ongoing retrofitting of the Pegasus blaster cannons. To ensure everyone's safety, Chief of Hospitality on the Atlas, Lieutenant Commander Amabella Sykes, and the Chief of Hospitality on the Pegasus, Lieutenant Commander Elijah Duropoulos, have lowered the tables to the floor. Bummer. I really like the floating chairs. You can kind of race them a little bit. At, at least that's that's what I was told. I didn't do it. Moving on. Now, some of the junior crew have taken that as a sign that dancing has been moved to on top of the tables. Oh boy. A few ensigns for the Pegasus are looking especially dimple and have taken to performing tricks on and between tables. It's pretty spectacular looking, especially considering the ratio of cape to hypnogen taking place. The chief
Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown is bringing out the thank you cake. Aww. It's a special Nim Prixler cake, which is galaxy colored and auto tunes to your senses and memory, so it'll always smell like your favorite dessert. For me, obviously, that's Calberry and popcorn. For others, it may be key lime pie, or mochi, or peanut butter ice cream, or chiboxian for cream fresh, or fresh cream, or just chiboxian. Alright friends, I'm Ensign Leffler, and that's all for me and the junior crew for now. Our quote for this evening to sign us off is, if it's not hypno-jit, it's not hypno-fun. Oh god, that's terrible. Tune in tomorrow to see how large my hangover is. This is Ensign Leffler, signing off. This is Sarah, the creator of the Starship Atlas. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and follow on your preferred podcasting platform. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Starship Atlas, or check out the blog at www.thestarshipatlas.com. Want to reach out and say hello or have a question or maybe an interested in collaboration? Please email me at starshipatlas at gmail.com. This episode has a little bit of an extra, if you stay tuned. Um, I had some trouble with some of the complex names, so in case you need a bit of a laugh, please stay tuned for some silly bloopers. Alright, catch you on the next one. Bye! Chief Sommelier, the Chief Sommelier, for those of you who care about his sartorial splendor, Chief Sommelier of the Pegasus is wearing a maroon cape that is reserved for those who pass the Sommelier master's exam. It's got scales on it made from the discarded remnants of grapes. Also, for those of you who are, also, for those of you who are, also, for those of you who are, who are, to avoid rationing, we will only be offering one main option with no alterations for each meal. We will be offering alternative dishes for specific diets. Dishes will include the following: pig, limpus infused with alert, ooh, limpus infused with alert, <laughs> alertbemen, limpus infused, limpus infused with alert. <laughs> Vendors aboard the Trade Center were reporting their goods be are that are <sighs> this generous <laughs> this generous gesture means that, that the options for single ladies and single men and single nine bonnery.
When the oxygen returned to normal levels, the Zerbic 6 centers... Re the Zer Oh, gosh. 